Welcome along, listeners, to this week's edition of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, October 20th, 2023. Plenty to go get through in this week's show. Of course, we're going to be looking at the County Football Championship Finals this weekend. We have the Senior and Intermediate Finals. Junior A Final is on this evening. The Tom Cusack Cup Final. Plenty to look forward to uh, over the course of the weekend. We also have the replay of the Premier Intermediate Hurling Final that we're going to be looking ahead to. And, of course, the County Senior and Intermediate uh, Camogie finals are also on this weekend so we have a very very busy show over the next hour or so so without further ado we're going to start with the senior football final and Clonmel commercials are looking to make history they're one step away from winning a record equaling 21st senior football title and to talk about this Sunday's final at half past three in Semple Stadium I'm joined on the line by Clonmel commercials manager Tommy Morrissey Tommy you're welcome to the show thanks Paul um the build-up to County Final Sunday, always an exciting time. Must be kind of a, a nice buzz in around the club and in around training this week. Yeah, it is. It's, um, I suppose we're, we're fortunate enough um, as a club and in particular this group of players that they've tasted this over the last few years. So it's um, you know it's it's relatively normal in that sense. But in the same breath, we like to we like to enjoy this week because. While we are in a, a scenario where we're frequently in a county final, you know, you, you, that's where you want to be. So, therefore, it's important you enjoy the build-up as well. That's, that's my motto was anyway, that you treat it as what it is, like it's a county final. You should be proud of getting that. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned the the experience some of the some of the lads have have been to a, a good few county finals. There's a bit of history on the line as well as uh, the Odawire Cup this weekend. For some of your players, I know that the club in general are um, searching for that 21st title to, to record, um, to go level with Feathered's record uh, this Sunday. But there's also a couple of lads who are looking for a seventh county medal, which I think would, would be a, a record equaling as well. So I'm sure motivation for the players this week uh, isn't going to be an issue whatsoever. No, it shouldn't. Well, I suppose regardless of history and records, um, my thinking on that is that that only becomes relevant when it is history, and and you're getting to look back on things for for now. It's 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 a county final, and you play play it for what it is, um, and not you no know, winning a seventh medal, or in some scenarios, hopefully it'll be an opportunity for lads to win their first medal. We're on the, the panel and the team as well, so that's that's the way we'll be looking at it. Um, yeah, all these little things, I suppose, Paul, are, are, are add-ons that you know I certainly don't pay much attention to, and um, I haven't heard any players talking about it, so I'm, I'm hoping it's not a distraction. Yeah, and I suppose uh, looking at the the year you've had so far um, in the championship, unbeaten, albeit off to a, um, a a bit of a scare in the first round, I suppose against Kilsheelan. But since then, and up until the semi final, it was it was complete domination, really winning games by by over twenty points. But then you had the semi final against Mall Rovers, of course, local rivals, um, a three point win that day. Um, does that kind of make make kind of preparations easier in terms of a three point win in the semi final, a close game? It can kind of refocus minds after a lot of big wins and bring lads back down to earth, maybe, and just easy for for you and the management to just uh, get lads going again for this week. Yeah, I, I suppose. Uh... I suppose, again, back to the point: as a county final, you won't, or you shouldn't have any any um, any problem focusing players, and and we don't. And with regards then to to the games against Kilsheelan and my Rovers, that were clearly close or tighter affairs versus versus the other opposition. Again, you know, with the exception of Ballina, who are new to to senior football. Um, you know, drum an inch and a row, with all due respect, would be would be fast as hurling being their preference. So. Therefore, you know, there was probably around the time we paid them a lot more attention going on the hurling. 
Whereas if you if you look at Kilsheel and my Rovers, I would always class them as being in the top five, six teams in the county. And in my view, you know, any of those clubs are capable of pushing each other. So for us, it wasn't a surprise um, for both games to be close. And it was hugely beneficial to us to get that Kilsheel game at the start of the year. And in particular, then, as you mentioned, my Rovers game last Sunday week, um, you know, it's, it's nice to get a, a good battle and come out the right side of it. Um, but again, as you said, it's, it's a local derby. There's never anything between ourselves and my Rovers. It's been nip and tuck always um, for the last number of years. Um, no surprise to us on the day that we couldn't shake them off. Um, that's a testament to them. And the way they've turned their season around from, from a start when I know that they were missing a lot of players who were travelling, but they got a bit of momentum at the right time. And, yeah, we were happy just to get over the line that day, Paul, to be honest. And as you said, to look forward then into a county final on the back of a tough test. Yeah, no, it's probably always good to kind of have a bit of, uh, of come through a bit of adversity, I suppose, just uh, to give yourselves even more confidence going into going into a final. But um, just for, for this year, um, I suppose it came out in the last couple of months that you've been having Oshin McConville playing some sort of role uh, with the team this year. Um, just how, how did that come about? And I suppose what, what kind of uh, can, can, does Oshin bring to the, to the uh, kind of setup with you? Yeah, Oshin, um we crossed paths with um on on a training weekend we went earlier in the year and um he just came and invited guests to come and speak to the group and he did and he, he on the back of it he's taken a couple of training sessions. Um and it's been great, Paul, to be honest. He he's you know, he's brought an experience to the to the group, both from a player and management point of view, that um, you know, he can offer advice and guidance in certain scenarios and you know, like his club, Cross McGlen are, are well known for their achievements. Um and obviously he was a key part of that and I mean, having captain to the club to a club all Ireland, you know, there's a huge experience in that. And then not only that, to be part of an MR team that that won an uh, inter county all Ireland title is huge experience as well. So for those reasons, from a footballing point of view, obviously as a county, we've traditional uh, in Ireland and we've lots of players who would who would brag those same rights from a hurling point of view, but from a football point of view, unfortunately, we were we haven't so many. Um, so it's great just to bring an outside voice in and from from a different you know county and experience in his journey, it's it's great to have that to, to offer to the players and as I said to to management team as well. Um, so Oshin's been brilliant, it's brilliant. For me, it's all about the players and what you know, what advice can be given to them and what guidance can be put to them. And Oshin brings that um, with a different level. So we're delighted to have it on board. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really exciting, I'd imagine, for the players to have someone uh, like that in, in around the team as well. But uh, looking ahead to this weekend, uh, unfortunately, there's a similar enough um, outlook in terms of the weather forecast that you had in, in the final against Upper Church last year with the rain that fell that day. Hopefully it, it dries up some way come Sunday. But um, with that kind of uh, difficult weather conditions, does that change kind of preparations at all or even kind of how you go about the game on the day if it's going to be as difficult conditions as you had faced uh, in last year's final? Yeah, no, like, yeah, right. Um, the weather, obviously, is in general is, is, is up and down and I'm, I'm down more so in the last couple of weeks and the ground is heavy. Um, you know, we feel it in training and then again against the semi-final against my Rovers um, in our Finland, the ground was extremely heavy um, and it'll be, you know, I expect the stadium to be, to be in very good condition on Sunday. But it's going to have to have soaked up a lot of rain this week, so no doubt it will be cutting underfoot. Um, but yeah, no, look, it doesn't, in terms of a game plan, it doesn't change too much. Paul, um, players, again, are, are used to these conditions from a club point of view. You know, historically, you're always, and again, from our point of view, always towards the end of the year, we're still playing, so you get used to, to 
to playing in these conditions. So it's not something we'll be tactically making changes around, but obviously, you know, from being a bit clever on the ball and things like that, that's just down to individuals, um, you know, on the day. So, no, we're not, not something we'll overemphasize. Yeah, maybe less uh, bouncing of the ball maybe come Sunday. But uh, finally, J.K. Brackens are the, are the opposition, of course. Uh, would have played them in the 2019 county final. Just um, they're undefeated coming into this as well. What are you kind of expecting uh, from this uh, J.K. Brackens team from what you've seen so far this year? Yeah, no, very good side. Um, we played them in the league final um, in Cashel um, a couple of months back, and we just came out of that on the right side. A very close game, and you know, I expect nothing else on Sunday. They're um, they're a very, very, very good team. I've I've seen them on a couple of occasions this year, and um, very well organised. Kevin Ryan has them playing a very good brand of football, um, which is which is good to see as well. And like they obviously they've. They're riddled with players, Paul, that are more than capable at this level. Jack Kennedy, everybody knows, you know, and as I as I said before about him, you'd struggle to find a better inside forward around the county. And you, know, you go outside the county, I think he'd, he'd hold his own with any of them. And then obviously the likes of Paddy and Connor Cadell, um, extremely good footballers, Mark Negan around the block a while, great experience he brings to the team. Carl Scully, Anna McBride, there's they've players all over the team that are very, very good and. Look, if 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 you said at the start of the year, who did who did you think would be in a county final? Um, you know, I would think a lot of people might have edged towards these two clubs. So it doesn't surprise me that that Jacob Brackens are there, um, and we expect nothing but a tough battle and a score. And at the end, I would think either way, we'll we'll probably see the one team or the other. Well, that would make for a very exciting uh, final. So it will hope for something similar to that. Tommy, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us here on Across the Line, and best of luck to you on Sunday. Thanks, Paul. Thanks a million. Tommy Morrissey there of Clonmel Commercials, the manager there, speaking to us ahead of Sunday's final. The other In the other corner, I suppose, is J.K. Brackens, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by their manager, Michael Highland. Michael, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, me, Paul. So, Michael, you're here now, uh, ready to go for Sunday in the senior football final. Um, it's been a busy few weeks for the club in terms of hurling with the, the relegation final last week and the, the football semi-final the week before that. So you, you're on the on the go a lot in recent times, but must be kind of gaining a lot of confidence given how uh, the last few weeks have gone. Yeah, no, we're very happy now. I suppose when you're when you're a dual club, you're kind of, this is, you're kind of, this is what you sign up for. And you know you're going to be out every week um, from when the championship starts anyway, and then you're hoping to keep going every week late into the year. So look, we're, we're thrilled to still be playing uh, football, obviously, but even the hurling now, I know we probably didn't, obviously didn't set out to be relegation at the start of the year, but um, we're happy with how we played last Saturday. We got a good performance from that. And even the previous game against Nauti, we lost, but we, we played well, but there's a good spirit there now, and um, we're all really looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, I'd imagine you probably get a good a good boost from a, a result like that relegation final. John, lots of tension going into it and, and winning it by a point. So I'd imagine the lads are probably in a good place mentally anyway going into this weekend. They are, yeah, they are. And in fairness, to them, even early on, say the first our first two games in the hurling championship, we 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 didn't play well and we were poor enough, but we still um, it didn't it didn't impact the football. We were still fairly we were still going strong at the start of the year in the football. Um, so um, no, we're like we're obviously from a vast result the last day, uh, we're very happy and the lads are very happy. And there's, a, there's a bit of a relief and this probably gives you a bit of a bounce at the end of the start this week. Yeah, and uh, on the football side of things, like you, you've been unbeaten so far this year, you topped what was a, a tricky group with Moyle Rovers, Ballyporeen, and Rockwell, and uh, you went on to beat Killinall and then beat Upper Church in the semi-final. So it's been a, it's been a, a kind of a your battle hardened after I suppose the the games you've gone through uh, throughout this campaign. 
Definitely, yeah. Yeah, as you said, I mean, that's, we've, we're actually playing five championship games now and uh, we've won them all. Uh, we did a fairly good league as well. I know it's a good while to go back. It's a good while back now. Um, made the league final from Elbidas on the day. But uh, the league is very important to us because um, it keeps the kind of football tipping over at the start of the year. And we kind of, because it can be hard to get challenged matches coming up the championship, but we had a good few games in the bank at that stage. But yeah, no, we're very happy about the championship. We started well. Um, it's a good while ago now against Borland, in Borland rather, against Mile Rovers. Um, and since then, we've been very happy with how we've played. Obviously, a few things that we that we've had to work on along the way, but no, we're, we're thrilled with how we've gone in the football so far because obviously we're in the final a couple of years ago. It didn't go well, so we've been kind of looking to push on again and we were in the semi-final two years ago, obviously quarter-final last year. So look, we really need to be getting to the knockout stages and progressing and hopefully hopefully go a few steps further every year. Yeah, and on that um, 2019 final, of course, I believe that was the first time uh, you got to a, a county senior football final. Um, that was against Clamell Commercials, what, four years ago now? Probably a different kind of feeling maybe going into this one than, than uh, four years ago uh, being kind of a first final. But what, what have you kind of learned from maybe that lead up uh, that you might be kind of using to your advantage going into this uh, this lead up? Yeah, well, it was, I suppose it's a, it's a good few. There's a good, there's a good few of the lads still playing. We've a, a few new fellas in since and fellas that were injured at the time that are back playing now. So um, probably haven't put too much thought, thought on it really. I suppose it's just experience for the lads on the, uh, for the day itself. It was a bit different that time. We won the Seamus O'Reilly final on the Sunday, and then the county final that day was on a Saturday. So there was only six days of a of a, of a lead into it, and I suppose after winning the Seamus O'Reilly, it was probably a night a night lost to celebrate. And so it's a good bit different this time around. Uh, probably feel we're, we're a bit fresher. Um, we're definitely a bit more, as you said, battle hardened, but over the, a bit more experience having gone through the last couple of years. And I suppose we feel we feel our football is a good bit better too. Yeah, and. Uh... I suppose it's still a search for the first title for the club uh, in terms of senior football. Um, does that bring any sort of a, a weight on anyone's shoulders, or, or what way do you kind of approach that? No, I, do, I don't. I don't think there's any weight really when you're trying to win your first. Um, you know, the first when it happens, it'll happen, and, and look, please God, it'll be this weekend. But um, I think you know we've only really is only our second final, so I don't think there's a massive weight of expectation on on ourselves. I'm sure the lads personally will be will be will be feeling themselves that they they're keen to get out and do their best and obviously win it. But from as regards the club or, or the town or that, I don't think there's a huge amount of expectation. I think there's a bit, obviously a bit of um, anticipation and excitement, but there's nothing there's no there's no weight of pressure on, on the lads themselves. Yeah, and um, I mentioned, uh, I suppose, well, the the weather is seems to be a factor this week in terms of we've had a lot of rainfall, so likely to be heavy conditions, possibly slippery conditions come uh, Sunday. You got a bit of an experience of that against Killen All in the quarterfinal stages, and you, and you managed to get through that. But um, just in terms of that, the the weather, well, that bit like you can't really do much different to prepare, I suppose, uh, for that. But it's definitely going to be some some way of a factor here come Sunday. Yeah, and it's hard to know because I suppose earlier on in the year it was funny. Any of the days we played football championship, we got lovely weather, and a lot of the days we were hurling, the weather was really bad. Um, and it seems to be flipping around that we played. Obviously, we played Overchurch last weekend, that it was a nice day, and the weather is supposed to be okay for the weekend. But um, the um, the weather, look, it's October now. Um, this is champ- This is county final season. This this is when if you're going to win a county final, you're going to have to more than likely play it in bad weather. So. I don't think um, I don't, we won't be paying a huge amount of attention to it. Obviously, on the day it'll vent, but we'll be wise to that. But um, 
look, uh, it, it's playing in fine weather is grand, but if you're going to win, if you're going to win titles, you're probably going to have to do it in bad weather. Yeah, and, and finally, you you mentioned um, playing commercials earlier in the year in the league final. You have a, a experience of playing them this year, which is a, a nice to have going into a county final. But just your experience of, of playing commercials and things like that. What what do you expect here on, on Sunday? I looked at the standard bearers for the last probably. I mean, you could probably say the decade really. Um, They've been very strong. Uh, they've gone on, and any time they've won, they've represented Tip very well in in Munster Club. I mean, they were lucky last year. They, they won the Munster Club a couple of years before that. In the same year, they probably should have won the All Ireland. So look, we're under no illusions. They're, they're very strong. They've a massive panel. Um, they've a lot of players playing for Tip, and they've a lot of players who, who have played for Tip. So look, we are well aware of them. But look, we'll. Um, we're used to playing them to a certain degree. Um, we played them in the league this year and the league final. We played them in the championship two years ago. Um, so we'd have a bit of experience playing them as, as they will of us. Um, so we look, we'll, we'll, we know the fellas we're up against. The lads know them from Arkham over the years. But um, look, we're really looking forward to ourselves to get, getting in there against Temple Stadium on Sunday and giving as best an account to ourselves as we can. Please God, that might, that'll be enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to the game myself. So, Michael, uh, the very best luck to you over the weekend and thanks for joining us on Across the Line. Not at all, Paul. Much appreciated. Thank you. And many thanks to J.K. Bracken's manager, Michael Hyland, there speaking to us ahead of Sunday's senior football final. Reminder, that game is live here on Tip FM on Sunday at half past three from Semple Stadium. And our coverage is with thanks to Eco Solar Energy in Kilsheelan. We're going to take a quick ad break and we're going to be continuing our GAA coverage after these. And you're very welcome back to Across the Line here on Tip FM. Myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 20th of October, 2023. Now we're going to continue our look ahead to this weekend's county football finals. And to do that, I'm joined on the line by Anthony Shelley. Anthony, you're very welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Anthony, we had uh, earlier in the show, we spoke to Tommy Morrissey of Commercials and, uh, of course, Michael Highland of Brackens. Last time I was talking to yourself on the show, you said uh, as long as uh, Jacob Brackens were in the final, you didn't mind uh, how the, the semi-finals went. Well, Jacob Brackens are in the final now. What's the overall kind of feeling around Temple Moor? Are you, are you hopeful? Are you confident? Uh, how do you feel going into going into Sunday? Yeah, we, we would be very hopeful. I mean, I think around the county, people are writing us off and this is seen more as an event than a contest, but certainly not in Temple Moor. Um, our recent games with 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 Clamwell commercials have, have been tight in the league final two years ago. We took them the extra time, and I think in championship last year it was tight until the last few minutes. So uh, we're certainly going in with far more than a than a puncher's chance into this, and you know, quietly confident as well. Like, but I mean, we're we're under no illusion as to to the size of the task that's facing us with Clamwell commercials. Yeah, even. Like last year's county final, I know it, the, the day it nearly wasn't football at times because of how wet it was last year between the game and Upper Church. But Upper Church kept um, commercials very much like at the end of their arm for most of the game. But it was just like that 10 minute period before half time where uh, commercials got, it was a 1 6 or 1 7 real quick uh, fire stuff. So. But it was for the rest of that game, like Upper Church were well, well there with commercials. So, like. As you said, Brackens will feel that they they can put it up to this uh, commercials team at the very least. Yeah, um, you know, if you go back to that game last year, as you said, it was just for that ten minute period. But after that, it was it was very much fifty fifty. So, um, like we played commercials in two thousand and nineteen, and we were very young. We were practically, I think, we had eleven under twenty ones on that team, so a very young team. And we sat back uh, and invited commercials onto us, and um, as you said, in that. 
10 minute period against Upper Church last year well they did it for the hour against us once we sat back and invited them on so um, I would hope that this time that we get into their faces around the middle third uh, and take them on from there because you can't invite good players like commercials have and they have them all over the field you can't invite them on to you so the best way the best way uh, the best form of defence for Brackens this time would be to take them on in the middle third uh, and see where it goes from there. And you know, you've seen if you've seen the semi-final against my Rovers in the last 20 minutes when my Rovers took them on and started running at them in the middle third. You know, commercials were rattled for a while, like you know. And granted, commercials probably be disappointed with their performance in that semi-final. And I was particularly disappointed. I was hoping that they would win that game fairly handy, that they come in maybe undercooked into this final. But uh, the, because they struggled in the semi-final, it might be the kick up the backside that they needed. So they will be probably definitely focused against us. But for us to have a chance, we can't sit back. You have to go at them uh, and uh, take them on, make them make them the middle third of the field in between the two 45s, uh, the battleground. And if we can get enough ball into, you know, um, to Jack Kendy and Carlos Gullin and the Fairbrother and any of our forwards are well capable of scoring. Um, but particularly Jack Kenny in particular, who's got 329 in the championship so far, which is fairly, you know, it's fair shooting. If we can get enough ball into there, it certainly will be a lot closer than, than the rest of the county are, are predicting. Yeah, and if if that does happen, where Brackens come out and are running hard against them and things like that, like we all know how good uh, commercials are on the transition as well. So if, if, it was, it's, if it's a game like that, it'll be very good for, for the neutrals anyway, looking on. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Commercials and you know they 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 have danger all over the pitch, and um, yeah, they're very they're very good in the transition as well. So as you said, um, but the only way the, the only the only the only way for Brackens to do it is to get into their faces because you sit back and let commercials play. They they will, uh, and that's what Upperchurch did last year for ten minutes, and you seen it was what one seven or one eight they got. So uh, that's. That's the only way I see for 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 victory for Brackens. Now we are going in as uh, as underdogs, but not as big as underdogs as everybody everybody seems to be thinking. Yeah, so uh, that one is of course half three on Sunday in Semple Stadium. Live commentary here on Tip FM with thanks to Eco Solar Energy in Kilsheelan. The game that was supposed to be before that was the intermediate final, meant to get underway at quarter past one in Semple Stadium. But uh, that game has since been moved out of Semple Stadium. And as we are recording this, we aren't uh, fully aware just yet of where this match will be taking place. But it will be taking place on Sunday. Aherlow against Grange Mokler in the Intermediate Football Championship. Another game that is live here on Tip FM with thanks to Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care. So, Anthony, this game, like Aherlow down from senior last year after a 26-year stint, I believe, at senior. Uh, with a few county titles in that stint as well. Grange Mokler uh, looking to get back up into senior last, uh, is it two out of the last three county finals? And uh, I was reading your piece there, looking forward to this match. And you make a good point in terms of this is an important year for a team looking to get up into the top ranks because three teams are coming down from senior. So if you want to win your intermediate football championship, this year is the year to do it. Exactly, this is the year to do it. First of all, uh, just on the game, we moved out of the Central Stadium. I think maybe that was a premature call. It was mid last night in the middle of a storm. But, um, you know, uh, if you look at the weather over the next couple of days, it's supposed to be, and, and here we are on Thursday morning recording this, and um, and it's lovely outside and it's supposed to be stay like that for the next couple of days and for the week, for 
for next week, if you look at the long-term forecast, it's the second biggest football competition in, in the county, and it deserves to be played in Simple Stadium. So I think it's a premature call there. Um, you know, if, if, if they had just held their thunder for, 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 for another day or two, this game could be could be could be in Central Stadium, but of course with the hurling replay the week after, that uh, you know you you have to they're probably worried about that more so than they are about intermediate football, which is normally the case with them. Going on going going into the game itself, as I said, it's um yeah it's it's the year to get up, isn't it? Because uh, with the three teams going down, I uh, from the start of from the start of this year every week in this program, I've been predicting Grange Mokler. And uh, I think, regardless of where the game is played, uh, I think this is this is going to be going to be their year. Um, now that said, Arlo come in with a live chance, a real life chance. These two met in the league earlier on in the year, and Arlo actually won it in the league final. So it's um, it's tighter than what people might might think it would be. Uh, Arlo come in with a with a real. Um, they have an experienced team, but they also have, you know, they're not, they're not as aging a team as what people think they are. Um, they have a few players in their thirties. I think they have five players in their thirties, but um, they also have, I think, it's eight or nine players under twenty-three. So their average age levels out at around twenty-five years of age. So um, whether it was in the stadium or, um, or, or, or anywhere else, like I mean. Arlo are not the not the pensioners that everyone seems to think to be. And if um, if there's any indiscipline in the Grange Mokler defence, uh, Barry Grogan will 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 punish everything. He's still like I mean, I think he might be 34, 35 years of age now, but he's still one of the best forwards in the county at any level. So he will he will punish any freeze. But you just think, you know, Grange Mokler they've been there twice now. Just their third final in four years. They are. We always said they were a young, exciting team. Well, they're still an exciting team, but um, yeah, they, they have they have gained that bit of experience over the last few years. And with, with Charlie McGeever and uh, Tommy Toomey involved, their their game management will probably be a bit better than what it was in the last two games, where they they were just you know swashbuckling, but uh, very naive at the back. So. Uh, Charlie will, will certainly have addressed that and because of that I just have a slight fancy just a slight fancy for, for Grange Walker Anthony Shelley thanks a million for joining us on Across the Line yeah no problem Paul thanks and my many thanks to Anthony Shelley there joining us looking ahead to some of the football games happening over the course of the weekend a reminder two of those live on Tip FM Senior Football Sunday at half past three our coverage there is with thanks to Eco Solar Energy in Kilsheelan. Before that, at one o'clock in Ardfinnan, of course, that game has now been moved to Ardfinnan. You heard myself and Anthony speaking there. The intermediate football final is taking place in Ardfinnan at one o'clock on Sunday. And we'll have live commentary here on Tip FM with thanks to Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care. A couple of other games have been moved around uh, tomorrow, of course, well, this evening in Dr. Morris Park, the Carrick Swan versus Sean Tracy's Junior A Football Championship. It's in Dr. Morris Park now, not new in. Then on Saturday, we've three games moved to Feathertown Park. The Tom Cusa Cup Final, Ardfinnan against Drummond Inch. It's at 2 o'clock in Feathertown Park. At 4 o'clock there, it's the Under-19B Football Final. 
Kilsheelan against Knockavilla Donetsky Kickhams. Then at six o'clock, it's the intermediate football relegation final. That is Clamel Oak versus Golden Kilfiekel. All of those games on in Feathertown Park. At half past three tomorrow, Saturday, it's uh, Feathered versus Galti Rovers in Boherlahan. That is the under 19A football uh, final. Uh, also tomorrow at half past two in Nina, we have the replay of the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final. Lura against Thurla Sarsfields. Game live here on Tip FM with thanks to the Fuicha, a La Carte restaurant at the Arch Bar in, in Thurlis. And to look ahead to that game, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star. Enda, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. And uh, we're, uh, I suppose, here we are again with these two teams. Laura and Thurlis played out a very exciting game inside in uh, McDonough Park in Nina last weekend. Um, how do you think this one is going to go? Is it, who do you think can kind of improve more from last Saturday's performance? I think we're kind of in the same position, Paul. Um, after the talk the last uh, of the preview, I think it went along similar lines. We thought it would be close enough for a lot of the game, but maybe Laura will be able to pull away later on. But the only thing missing was their finishing. It was... Um, Really poor in the second half, 10 wides. A lot of them guineas, 4 or 5 wides that are really scoreable ones, um, especially when there were 2 or 3 points up. Could have really beefed out the score and uh, probably put Thurlis out of reach. But um, look, at the, the only thing is Thurlis will have gained confidence from that since. I don't think they played to their full potential. So, you know, it's, it's going to be another tight one again. It'll come down to small margins. Yeah, because on one hand you can say, oh look, Laura, they're not going to miss those chances again if they get them. But then on the on the other hand, you're saying, well, they mightn't create those chances again. Like so, it is, it's kind of hard to predict how this one is going to go tomorrow. Considering as well that last Saturday was lovely weather conditions, nice uh, dry field. It's going to be anything but that tomorrow. And I don't think it's going to be raining while the match is going on tomorrow. But the field is going to be a lot softer than it was last Saturday. It definitely is, yeah. And it's hard, hard to know how they'll approach it. I don't, I don't know. Would Tarlis prefer to have it a dry day like it was the last day? Probably suit the hurdles they have. There's a lot of a lot of lads that are light, especially in the forwards. Probably make it more of a nutritional match. Will it suit Lara? Look, it's hard to know. Um, finals can take on a life of their own, you know. Um, mm. And it's just about getting over the line. But um, look, it's it's hard to call it. You'd, you'd imagine from a Tarlis perspective, they'll surely start Mikey O'Brien after the cameo he had the last day. Um, he was probably their only forward that played. Uh, Jack Lanigan done well in the freeze, to be fair, but he was probably their only forward that played well in an open play. Um, they'd need a lot more from the rest of them, like Sir Robbie Stapleton, Camille McCormack, uh, Mossy McCormack. Um, they, 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 after early scores in the game, they weren't, weren't really in it, so they surely have to start Mikey O'Brien. And I know there's talk that maybe he's not able for a full 60, but even if you could eke 45 minutes out of him and maybe get them into a winning position, they might be able to see it out. Yeah, no, he was such a difference maker, a uh, difference maker last Saturday, and, and especially given the fact that they probably ha- feel like they didn't get enough from their forward line last Saturday. But on the other side, then for Laura, do you think they start Brian Hogan? I, 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 I wouldn't start him. No, he, I, as, as I was saying about Mikey O'Brien, there probably doesn't have the legs like my Brian. I'm not sure what kind of was he hurling out in Australia. I, I don't know. He doesn't look fully fit. Um, we were kind of saying it after the and uh, doing the, the review of the weekend last weekend that um, if he had a bit more match sharpness, maybe he would have scored that point later on from 100 yards because he, he more than likely had the distance. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to ask a lad to start a championship final after not really playing a full match the whole year. Um, and considering that Laura have been playing well with the teams they've been starting, it'll probably be a bit out there putting him in from the start. But they'll be hoping maybe they can just convert more of the chances they create. Um, 
you know, they, they just weren't at the races in terms of their shooting late in the game. Look, it's not a guarantee that they'll get the chances, but you'd imagine that they'll be very focused on converting the chances they do get. Right, and uh, as I said, we're, we're caught for time here this evening, but uh, in a word, Laura Thurless? I'd still give Laura the benefit. Um, I, I thought like that they should have won at last a uh, um, lot, lot of four wides after them, so I think they'll tidy that up and and probably shade it by maybe two or three points, but I also expect, on the other hand, that Thurless will play a bit better, so it'll probably still be a very tight game. And the Tracy, thanks for joining us on Across the Line. No better, Paul. And the Tracy there looking ahead to tomorrow's game between Thurlis Sarsfields and Laura in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Final Replay. Again, live here on Tip FM with thanks to the Fuich Carte Restaurant at the Arch Bar in Thurlis. Right, we're going to take another ad break. We're going to be talking the Camogie Finals and Greyhound Racing after these. And you're very welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, October the 20th, 2023. Now the County Senior Camogie Final takes place tomorrow in the County Camogie Grounds in the RAG, Drummond Inch against Clonalty Ross Moore for the fourth year in a row now. That one gets underway at half past three. And there's also the Intermediate Final on Sunday, Junior B Final on Sunday as well. Plenty to look forward to in the world of Camogie over the weekend. And to do that, I'm joined on the line by Tiberi Camogie PRO, Geraldine Canan. Geraldine, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. So here we are, Geraldine, a fourth year in a row where it's uh, Drummond Inch against Clonalty Ross Moore in the Senior Final Saturday at 3.30 in uh, the County Camogie Grounds. Drum going for their fifth in a row um, and Clonalty going still hunting for that for that first ever title. So we're here again. Um, can you see it? What, what, what can Clonalty do, I suppose, to maybe change their, their fortunes uh, considering this is the, the fourth year in a row now they're going against the same opposition? Yeah, I suppose the one thing for me I find is, you know, a drum seems to be able to get these goals, uh, you know, especially at crucial times. I mean, even if you look back to last year's county final, you know, Clonty did so much of the hurling and were on top for so long. And you just can't afford to, I suppose, take one lapse in concentration against drum. And I suppose that comes with, you know, a bit of confidence and experience of, you know, being champions and, you know, getting through tough games and, you know, um, they feel they're kind of like they never feel like they're best I suppose they have that experience to call upon and you know even when things aren't going well you know they played second fiddle to third of Tarsfields for large parts of that game but they were still able to come up with these goals um, you know they go for goals quite a lot and I really think Clonty just have to stop that and I suppose even McGrath being the main goal getter this year for Drum um, she's probably been f- full forward there you know and whether whether Clonty will just line out as they are or, or put someone like Emer Lukeman back on her or Claude Cork or, you know, I do think they need to stop Emer from getting goals if they're going to have a chance. Um, but then, you know, Drum has the likes of Eve Tracy, you know, even Michelle Woodlock last year coming off the bench. Mm. Um, you know, they have players, Mary Burke, they have kind of players that love breaking the line and, and, and you know, going for goals. So uh, it's something that Clonty definitely will have to try and stop. Um, you know, even do the pull a player back and kind of be offensive at the start just to make sure they don't leak any early goals but definitely Clonty to just um, you know the motivation obviously will be there the work rate the hunger all that will be there the hurling will be there but you know they just can't afford any lapse of concentration and you know they have to react then if there is a goal that goes in or you know or you know they just have to respond to to anything you know that if drum go ahead they just have to respond and get a score back but I suppose they can't be over and cautious as well you know she's putting up big scores for them all year um, I know she's a free taker and I know other players win frees and you know, might just be scoring them but you know they need other players chipping in they need Emer Burke scoring they need Courtney Ryan they need you know Kate Ryan or whoever starts Avril Quirk they all need to contribute on the scoreboard I think because you know Drum have probably had a better spread of scores throughout the championship and 
you know, I, I think uh, on Saturday, um, you know, everyone needs to chip in for Clonty and like I said, you know, you, you can't fault their work rate, their hunger, anything like that, physicality they're going to bring to it. Um, but just, you know, more more people scoring and, and stop goals at the other end. Yeah, no, because a lot, a lot of the moments in these finals have gone against Clonty, like big moments. Like last year we saw um, the that kind of strange goal towards the end of the game that Drum got. And then there was the uh, penalty uh, save that Cueva Burke pulled off against Caught. So... Uh, Clonty will be hoping that something can just can just fall their way and eventually get over the line here. But um, for Drum, uh, they had that win over Thurless that you mentioned there in the semi-finals. Of course, a very strong up-and-coming Thurless team. But do you think Drum are kind of have improved on where they were in previous years? Have gone back a bit? Are they are they in the, around the same same level? What what do you make of uh, kind of Drum's uh, year so far? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't really spotted any weaknesses, really. Um, I suppose coming into the year, you'd wonder, you know, will they have the same motivation? Will they have the same hunger for it? And, you know, I think just cleverly, you know, a few little changes, even in positional switches, has really worked for them. Um, I suppose, you know, Pat Ryan, after four brilliant years, uh, he stepped aside and, and Matthew has come in. Uh, uh, he Matthew was coach and selector last year. He bought a few um, additions into the management team, I suppose, which is fresh voices and um, Ricky O'Brien there doing strength and conditioning. I suppose that has kind of freshened the thing up for and just tweaked the thing for drum this year. And then I just think positional switches like moving Ethan McGrath to midfield, you know, I just think it's, you know, she's flying it there and, and everything has gone from the forwards back to the backs. These little small things has just kind of freshened up and, and bought maybe a new lease of life and I suppose any fears of staleness or, or maybe that the hunger wouldn't be there just you know, evaporated straight away, I think. Um, so, look, they look as hungry as ever. They look as strong as ever. And, you know, um, Clonty, I think, are just going to be have, to have to be at their absolute best to beat them. But I don't think we've seen the best in Clonty. And I think Cot said it well, you know, it's both to her there coming up to the to this weekend. And she said both, you know, Drum and Clonty probably bring out the best in each other. And I think that's certainly the case. I think we'll see the best of Clonty on Saturday. Um, you know, obviously, it's a county final. You want to perform the best. But, I think, you know, I suppose all along in other games, you know, they're kind of expected to win them and expected, you know, to beat, you know, teams in the group stages and top of the group. And, you know, it's it's now really that I think uh, they're going to be so highly motivated. James Heffern and Michael Ferncombe will have them hopping off the ground. And I, I, I think uh, Drum, you know, and a county final and the occasion will bring out the best in Clonty. And in fairness, they have produced great performances in all the finals they've met, but just have come up a bit short. But, you know, t- Saturday could be different. Again, even though I'm saying Drum, I think they look good this year, have, have thrown any weaknesses as such. They still were on the back foot for large parts of the game against Turles Arfields. And, you know, I suppose Clonty will look at that game and, and see what the Turles did well that day. Um, you know, that they, they came so close to beating Drum. Like, so, you know, obviously Clonty will probably take things from that as well but I just I think the fact that you know maybe Drum they just found a way to win that game they didn't panic they didn't throw in the towel that will give them confidence and you know um, I think you know I suppose they're in a good position going into the final Yeah so you're you're kind of leaning Drum an inch so um, going in, going into Saturday well, I suppose maybe I have my, my drum and inch hat on me. I suppose, you know, I'm a proud drum and inch woman and I, I'd, be, I'd be hoping they'd win it. But look, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you know, they're on a great run and it's going to come to an end on, on some some day. But, um, you know, I do think, I don't I don't think they're any weaker than last year. That's all I'll say. But look, maybe it, 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 
they have to still produce it on the day. Uh, and look, we like I said, I really feel we haven't seen the best of Clonty yet in this championship. And Saturday could be that day. And and I, like you said, the big moments went against Clonty last year. And I think they didn't have the look last year. Maybe they will have the look this year. And you know, it could be uh, we could be seeing new county champions on Saturday evening. Yeah, really, uh, really looking forward to this game, um, Geraldine. Of course, so much talent on both sides. But if people can't make it to the rag on Saturday, is this game being live streamed? Yeah, it's going to be streamed live on the Tipperary Camogie YouTube channel. So, um, look, you know, we've had we streamed the semi-finals. We had massive thousands of people tuning into them. So there's a big interest, I suppose, all around the county, and even people that are away and they're abroad. They're they're messaging already, wondering is it going to be streamed? So it will be live streamed. And look, I know it's the same two teams again, and and maybe people would have liked to seen new teams but at the same time like you said you know it's two teams that know know each other so well there's so much um, you know so many inter-county players on both teams you know you have the likes of Cotavan could end up marking Murray Deviston and you know two captains two leaders and two big players for Tipperary Emer Luchman Emer McGrath and other great friends and, and teammates for Tip you know they could end up marking each other you know there's so many you know they are the top two teams in the county and for the last couple of years and you know it does bring a great excitement to have the two of them in the final once again yeah really looking forward one thing uh, this meeting of these two teams has guaranteed the last few years is drama so that's uh, 3.30pm on Saturday be sure to tune in if you can't make it to the rag then um, uh, the intermediate finals on Sunday will run through these quick we also have the junior B final on Sunday Moy Rovers against Gurton that's at 4 o'clock but before that at 1.30pm uh, it's the intermediate final and similar to Clonality Shannon Rovers are taking on Money Goal Shannon Rovers their fourth year in a row being in the final of course they've lost the last three so they're going to be looking to get over the line here against Money Gall, who won the Junior A Championship last year so Junior A I suppose uh, Money Gall coming up from the Junior A have got a lot of momentum behind them throughout the year um, and for Shannon Rovers they're just trying to get over the this hurdle that they've uh, failed to jump the last couple of years yeah, it's it's an interesting one, I suppose. Like Clonty, Shan Rovers, they're in their fourth final, um, and hope that this year will be their year. But I suppose different to Clonty, obviously, it's different opposition every time. You know, the teams, you know, that they've lost the other years, obviously, have gone up uh, a senior since. You know, the Burslees and the Boherlands, Bur- Bur- etc. So it is, you know, it's it's different opposition as Shan Rovers. So I suppose, you know, they probably feel like, you know, maybe that they just. They need to win this now this year for themselves that, you know, maybe it's themselves. You can't say it's this fantastic team that's beating them every year. You know, it's a different opposition. And, and I think a part of them, I feel like they haven't really produced, you know, the best performances in the final. Um, like, you know, they're very strong in the group stages this year, putting up big wins, Um, you know, got a great start against Borland, got early goals. You know, Borland had their purple patch start the second half but Hoshan Rovers weathered that well and you know they're going into this this final in great form and I think they know they just need to produce it now you know um, a big game big 60 minutes and they just all need to turn up and, and perform and, and you know they will be favourites up against the Money Gall team that are up up from Junior A and you know they were fantastic winners last year in the Junior A Championship and they're down some key players from that you know Murray Tehan is injured uh, so is Breed Ryan Julie Kerwin isn't available so you know they're three key players from last year, so you know I think I think it is a surprise that they've got to a final, and it just shows how impressive they have been. You know, like some Mary Ryan, you know, class act there at centre back, Edwina King, Lauren Maher, uh, Caitlin Tracy, Neve Larkin is their captain, and she's coming up with big scores the whole time. So they are a very good team, and I was impressed with them in the semi final, and um, you know. I think Bunny Gall would be confident going into this final because you know, like you said, they have the momentum to win the Junior A last year, and they have that you know. 
I suppose that bond and, and togetherness, you know, of a team that's you know on a roll. I suppose since in the last 12, 12 months. So um, and the, I suppose all the pressure is probably on Shannon Rovers. I don't think there's any pressure on Money Gall. People wouldn't have even expected them without three key players to to be in a final this year. So the pressure is definitely on Shannon Rovers. And but I think if Shannon Rovers can handle that pressure and perform on the day, you know, I think they're very strong. Um, you know, Neve Franks, Francis Bulger there in the half back line. Uh, Emer Fogarty. You know, obviously Anya Slattery's captain in the goals. Ethan mm. Lockney. Um, Emma Darcy had a great game in the semi-finals Lean Guinan you know, playing really well out around midfield so you know they have plenty of talent and they have the experience of the last four county finals and you know I think there's, I think Saturday could be their day Yeah and that one uh, of course uh, oh, Sunday, sorry. Sunday at half past one really exciting weekend uh, of Camogie that I'm sure we'll be looking back on that Monday evening with Ronan Quirk on, uh, uh, on extra time but Geraldine enjoy the weekend and uh, we'll be talking to you thanks for joining us and across the line Thanks Paul and many thanks to Tipperary Camogie Piero Geraldine Canan there looking ahead to this weekend's uh, county finals big games there happening in the world of Tipperary Camogie now before we get our Greyhound update with Barry Drake just some other things to go through loads of soccer happening locally this weekend both in the NTNDL and TSDL not going to be able to get through all these fixtures here but there's fixtures plenty of fixtures on Sunday in both divisions and uh, this evening Money Goal host Sandy Park in the first division in the NTNDL at 8pm also tomorrow rugby of course back on the uh, Back on the apple cart, we have three Tipperary teams in AIL action. Neen Ormond are looking to hold top position. They host Navin and Cashel are looking for two wins in a row. They travel to play Greystones. They're both in Division 2A. Division 2C, Clamwell look to build on last week's big away win up in Bangor. Uh, they're at home now to Galwegians tomorrow. All three of those games at half past two. So best of luck to all those Tipperary teams. As I said, we're trying to power through this week's show with plenty to cover. And now it's time, as always on a Friday evening, to talk dogs with Barry Drake. Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. It's another busy weekend of Greyhound Racing with plenty to look forward to over the course of the next couple of nights. Uh, just looking back on last week's big final of the uh, 2023 Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels in front of a packed house at Curraheen Park in Cork. Of course, it really was a fantastic uh, decider. Graham Holland was represented with three of the six finalists and the uh, 2023 Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels went away of trap number two, High Trend, uh, winning the Classic in Cork in fantastic style. It was a 28-31 winning performance. He was unfancied in the betting market he was sent off at odds of 8-1, to one, but uh, all was prominent. He hit the front on the turns for home, and he held the uh, big late challenge of the big cork runner, Easy Razzle, who ran a big race for second with role model back in third uh, for Newland trainer Owen McKenna. So high trend, uh, your winner of the Laurels. And uh, as I said, uh, a massive occasion in Cork with a massive crowd in attendance. And Graham Holland once again uh, demand that uh, dominated proceedings. And he completed a wonderful six-timer on the night with plenty of uh, top-class winners. Switching our attention to uh, this weekend's racing action, we'll start with Clonmel, of course, and uh, they're racing tonight at uh, 7.30 start. Race number seven is the Sporting Press Online Edition A4, and this can go the way of trap number one, uh, Booming Pharaoh, uh, for owner Mark Lines and Kilmallock, trained by Pat O'Connell. 
Um, never really featured on racing debut, but has smart qualifying trial form in the book. And uh, the uh, September youngster should prove uh, tough to beat there in that uh, seventh of the night. As I said, racing getting underway in Clanmail at 7.30. Switching our attentions to Turles on uh, Saturday night, you have the uh, Maura Crane Memorial A4 uh, 570 semi-finals at uh, 1700 euros uh, to the winner of that competition and um, a couple to keep an eye on uh, could be speedy is expected to go well in race number four that one for brendan everd and uh, that one ran well in defeat last time and uh, another big performance is very much on the cards old hand is another one to keep an eye on uh, out on the outside of the track there for richard dooley in Turles. but uh, a competitive uh, competition it has to be said just in terms of the uh, second semi-final the likes of Montreux uh, Montreux Brian should go well for James Tracy there in Ross Grey that one has good form in the book and another big performance is very likely but the one they'll all have to beat uh, runs in trap number 6 here Shackleton uh, this one for the Feel Good Racing Syndicate and um, this one has been running well in defeat in recent outings hitting the crossbar and uh, expected to get the job done there so that's a, a good racing programme down for decision you also have the uh, Mick and Mary Burke Memorial A4 uh, 3,600 euros to the competition and that's expected to produce some great racing over the course of the next couple of weeks in Turles. Back to Clanmel um, on Sunday night they have their usual uh, racing programme down for the season all getting underway at uh, 7.30 um, they have um, an AOA1 contest there in race number 4 and Splendid Fellow was an impressive winner last time for Pori Campion when stopping the clock in 28.97. That's got lovely early pace and that's expected to go very close. The obvious danger is Coolbeg Watercall, who takes um, a significant drop in class here on the outside of the track. And that one, of course, is for Margaret Enright. That's uh, down there in Dungarvan, a powerful performer. And as I said, a big run, very much expected. Shelburne Park also hold their usual uh, racing programme on Saturday night. Some good action uh, down for the season, of course. We've in- enjoyed some wonderful racing at Shelburne Park over the course of the last couple of weeks. And we have the Racing Post Greyhound TV, Puppy O. Uh, 5,000 euros to the winner of this competition and uh, expecting fireworks over the course of the next couple of weeks. Droopy's Drape is an interesting runner in race number three. That was a big eye catcher on debut when winning around Curraheen Park in 28-31. Trained in Balarney by uh, Johnny Linen. That's expected to feature prominently um, in that great competition over the course of the next couple of weeks. Elsewhere, Fashion Model uh, clocked 28-42 in a trial last time. That's trained in Tipperary. Uh, by Patrick Gilfoyle and that's one to keep an eye on there in heat number four certainly has uh, plenty of pace as does uh, Ballymac Marcia running from trap number four that's owned by Michael Butler in Nevin that was a 28-34 uh, winner last time that's another leading player there in that competition so as I said the Racing Post Greyhound TV Puppy Oaks um, expected to prove um, you know, popular uh, among Greyhound supporters over the course of the next couple of weeks no doubt there will be a big uh, crowd in attendance also the Paddy Merriman Memorial A1 competition 10,000 euros to the winner of this and uh, very much looking forward to seeing uh why uh, uh, Bonnie Lad in racing action uh, for Robert Cleason that clocked 2841 uh, last time out and that's a leading player there in race number 8 in Shelburne Park so as I said it's another busy weekend of ground racing plenty to look forward to and of course the big talking point over the course of the last uh, week was that uh, famous large success for the Graham Holland trained high trend 
And many thanks, as always, to Barry Drake there for filling us in on all things Greyhound racing, both locally and nationally. Now, that's just about all we got time for for this week's edition of the show. If you're just tuning in, you want to listen back, it will be on the Tip FM SoundCloud in just a few minutes. So keep an eye out on all our social medias as well for the link to that. And of course, reminder, three live games on Tip FM this weekend. The two, the intermediate and senior football games on Sunday. And at half two tomorrow, we'll have Thurla Sarsfields versus Lura in the Premier Intermediate Hurling. So plenty of uh, sport to cover over the weekend and of course Ronan Quirk will be looking back on all the action on Monday evening's extra time so that's all we've got time for for this week's edition of the show I'll be back on air tomorrow for that Lura versus Thardis Harrisfield's uh, Premier Intermediate Hurling Final Replay so until then have a good evening and we'll talk to you tomorrow bye for now